Welcome to Call Jeshurun, a podcast from Congregation B'nai Jeshurun, a vibrant and flourishing Reformed Jewish community in Short Hills, New Jersey. Welcome. I am Rabbi Matthew Gewertz. Call Jeshurun is where you can come to engage with teachings of relevant wisdom and music. You will hear from our clergy, staff, and guest speakers who will help bring meaning into a world that so badly needs it. If you would like to learn more about our congregation, please visit us at tbj.org. Hi, I'm Cantor Lucy Fishbein from Congregation B'nai Jeshurun, and I'm here for a special bonus episode of our podcast, Cole Jeshurun, that is going to talk to you about this week's Torah portion, Parshat Truma. In this week's Parsha, God tells Moses to come up to the summit of the mountain and hear God's instructions for the people of how to build a dwelling place, a sanctuary for God. God says, Now let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. God then goes on to deliver detailed instructions for the people in the building of the Mishkan. These instructions seem to suggest that in order for God to dwell among the people, they must work together, and the methods by which the people are to build this tabernacle are very specific. We hear exactly which textiles, precious metals, and stones are acceptable. We learn exactly how big or how small each piece should be. We learn that it should be beautiful, majestic, yet practical and protective of its contents. It should have the ability to move and adapt so that the people could dismantle it at a moment's notice and move on in their journey toward the promised land. One Midrash imagines Moses' reaction to God's instructions in the following way. When God said to Moses, let them make me a sanctuary, Moses responded, Master of the universe, the highest heavens cannot contain you, and yet you say, let them make me a sanctuary? God then reassures Moses by saying, Moses... It will not be as you think, rather I will descend and contract my presence among you below. I will contract myself. Mitzam Tzem comes from the same root as a concept called Tzimtzum, which is a spiritual and Kabbalistic notion that deals with the infinite nature of God. In the beginning, the Kabbalists teach there was only God and nothing else. God was vast and infinite and could not be constrained by physical boundaries. When God decided to create something from nothing, God had to contract that infinite presence in order to make space for the finite world. God's contraction allowed for the process of creation to begin and for the vast nothingness to be filled up with something, and that something was the result of God's wisdom in the act of tzimtzum. As people, we also engage in acts of tzimtzum. Each time we compromise in our relationships with those we love, setting aside our own hard-headedness in order to make space for the opinions of others, Each time we find ourselves collaborating or delegating responsibilities or allow our own egos to shrink a bit to allow us to exist in relationships with others. Each of these are acts of tzimtzum and mirror this idea of God's contraction in the first moments of creation. God says to Moses, tell the children of Israel that they shall bring me truma, gifts, but not just from anyone. God specifically says that these gifts must come from whose heart shall so move them. God asks for gifts, very specific ones at that, and yet God only wants the thing if you want to give it. Rashi explains that this language indicates nedava, or goodwill, and therefore, though the gifts are requested by God, the giver must be moved to do so, or the gift is rendered meaningless. So, The lesson as I see it lies in those three little words.
a share ye'd vainly bow, those whose hearts moved them. From the very start of the biblical narrative, we are taught that each human being is made in the divine image, B'Tselem Elohim. And if that holds true, then each person who offers their unique gifts is indeed imbued with a divine spark. If this is so, then perhaps the Mikdash itself was not the dwelling place after all. Perhaps the project of building the Mikdash was a means by which God encouraged us to coalesce as a society. It provided the people a common goal around which to rally so that each individual, indeed created B'Tselem Elohim, could tap into their unique and divine spark and therefore offer those gifts for the good of the people. The idea that the people should build a sanctuary that God might dwell in their midst is not only beautiful and poignant, but a powerful metaphor for community. The Hebrew of this statement is interesting and worth noting, as it doesn't say, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in it but rather in them, betocham, in the people. If we believe that God is indeed all-powerful, but that God contracts that power in order to give us free will, we must also believe that God trusts that when we find our unique gifts of our own accord, that we in turn will use those gifts for the sake of one another. It is this very idea that makes times like we are living in so hard. The world we live in is so polarized, our belief systems so divided, that each time another challenge arises, it feels like another small piece of our communal hearts break apart, and that sanctuary feels further and further out of our reach. Times like these that the divine idea of Tsim becomes all the more critical. If each of us could contract just a bit to make space for the opinions and beliefs of others, perhaps real dialogue and in turn real change might be possible. If God had not seen fit to contract God's presence and power to make room for the creation of the world, none of us would be here. And it seems that if we cannot see fit to do the same, that perhaps we will only continue to distance ourselves further and further from one another and ultimately further from God. In our tradition, we have many names for God, one of which is Mastir Panim, the one who hides their face. In moments of challenge, it can feel like God is indeed hiding from us hiding the divine countenance, contracting not out of desire to create, but out of sorrow and heartbreak. And yet, if we believe that God is inside all of us, then it is our job to discover the gifts by which to draw God out. It is our job to create a world in which God can indeed dwell. Alice Walker writes in The Color Purple, Have you ever found God in church? I never did. I just found a bunch of folks hoping for him to show. Any God I ever felt in church, I brought in with me. And I think all the other folks did too. They come to church to share God, not to find God. May we, even in times that feel dark, always come together to share God and to share that which is uniquely ours to offer. May our many gifts ultimately help us to rebuild this broken world. And may we always remember that when it comes to building something holy, we all have something to contribute. And as long as we build it with our hearts, God will indeed dwell in our midst. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving. Sanctuary.
Thank you for listening to this edition of Call Jeshurun. If you would like to learn more, visit our website at tbj.org and follow us on social media for updates on all our upcoming opportunities for engagement. We really hope to see you soon.